Even a very good afternoon to you, and thank you so much for speaking, Traps. Uh, good afternoon. Perhaps let's start with, I mean, we've been here before. In fact, in some instances, it's taken something like a year for a cabinet reshuffle to be realized. Uh, all of these rumors, um, should we be believing them? Or what is the impact of the fact that there is a rumor of a cabinet reshuffle once again? As you pointed out, there's nothing new about rumors of cabinet reshuffles. The one that we had in March was preceded by rumors uh, going over many months. Uh, It's worth remembering that uh, I think two years ago, a particular newspaper announced that all the SACP members of cabinet were going to be removed within a month. And, of course, they're still there. And what is going on here, of course, is that political factions are leaking these claims to the media, um, either because they want them to happen or because they want to prevent them. Uh, And therefore, the problem is that everything we read is uh, or hear or see is uh, the product of political factionalism. Uh, And I think the sensible attitude for South Africans is to not believe any of these rumors unless what they claim is going to happen really happens. Hmm. And of course, we are constantly reminded of the prerogative of the president in terms of reshuffling uh, his cabinet, that uh, those who serve on it serve uh, at his behest and uh, at his favor. But really, what is the point of a cabinet reshuffle, just in general, in political terms? Well, there are all sorts of reasons why you would want to to reshuffle your cabinet. Um, It can have to do with internal party politics, you want to bring in people who you uh, see as a threat or you want to reward people who are on your side. Uh, And uh, sometimes cabinet reshuffles are a response to public opinion. If a particular minister uh, is really getting a bad bad publicity uh, and is is obviously not pleasing voters, you you may want to remove that person. Exercise of rewarding some people, punishing other people, either to respond to what voters want or to respond to what people within the political party want. Just from the perspective of the separation of powers, um, you know, as a tool for party management, so to speak, we've heard Beggy Kela say if it does happen, it could spell disaster for the party. Not only will it split uh, the party, but it could possibly force the elective conference uh, in Durban to be postponed, how likely is it? And, and, and is it so-called managing the party well if you reshuffle it at the moment? Well, I mean, he's absolutely right. I mean, whether he's right on the specifics, he's actually absolutely right to point out that in a democracy, if you get a cabinet reshuffle wrong, uh, you can anger voters, you can lose an election as a result of getting a reshuffle wrong, and you can certainly split your party. I mean, to be very specific, uh, if, and that's been one of the things that have been rumored, uh, if all the SACP members uh, were to be removed from the cabinet at this stage, I mean, obviously that would increase the danger of the SACP splitting off and taking quite a, long, a number of voters with it. So if you're, you know, if you're the head of government, you have to take that seriously. Uh, as far as Mr. Pierre's point about the conference not happening, uh, look, whichever side you happen to blame for this, I, I think we need to be aware that there is uh, a real possibility that this conference won't happen or, or certainly won't happen on the days 
which have been assigned to it. Uh, and that doesn't need a claim that one side is collapsing it uh, or the other side is collapsing it. I mean, basically, if the two sides cannot agree that the people who've been chosen as delegates to that conference are people who are entitled to be there, um, then the chances that the conference can't take place are very high. And uh, given the amount of conflict within the ANC, that's a real possibility. Mm. What is a frank assessment of the recent cabinet reshuffles? Just a sobered glance at whether or not um, the, the moving of the pieces on the chessboard, so to speak, have been tactile, have been strategic, uh, and most of all have brought about efficacy. Well, it's, 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 the problem is it depends what your efficacy is. Uh, what you do, you know, I mean, you've got two sections in the ANC, uh, one of which is trying to get its, its, its access to, to government resources. The other one is trying to uh, defend what it sees as the marketplace. And those two have absolutely polar opposite views on what is effective and what isn't. Um, you know, so if you, if you look at the, the, the reshuffle from the perspective of, of, of the faction which the president is part of, for example, you ask yourself, has it made it easier to access the money in the Treasury? If you look at it from the other faction's point of view, you say, uh, has it increased our standing in foreign markets? Has it made downgrades less likely? Uh, I'm afraid one would have to say, looking at this particular reshuffle a few months afterwards, that it's done neither. Uh, so it really hasn't satisfied either section at all. Mm. And just also the speculation around the use of um, state resources to effect the you know balance of power in favour of the incumbent. How do South Africans really know whether or not this is happening and if it's true? Because um, it, it would seem that we're talking about, obviously, the fissures within the tripartite alliance over uh, leadership issues of the ANC. But how does it also impact on the state itself? Well, the only way we can really guard against this as South Africans is if we have a very accountable system, if we make sure that politicians and particularly security people are held to account. Um, and we haven't necessarily been doing a great job of this. I mean, the great danger at the moment is that we have a huge amount of evidence which has surfaced in, in, in various places of political battles being fought within the security services. Uh, and given that, what you want is very strong oversight by Parliament and by citizens over the security services. And we haven't been getting that. You know, when we had the Protection of State Information Bill uh, controversy a few years ago, everybody thought this was about corruption. It actually had nothing to do with corruption. It was about making sure that the security services were protected from public scrutiny. And as long as we protect the security services from public scrutiny, we have no control over whether they use their power politically or not. Quick and final question, Professor Friedman. If the purpose of of a cabinet reshuffle is to hold on to power. Would it really amount to that? And I'm talking about the postponement of the elective Congress and also if we're to believe rumours for President Jacob Zuma to stay on for a third term. Look, I don't see how you, know, you, you prevent a conference taking place uh, by reshuffling your cabinet. You prevent a conference taking place by questioning the delegates and claiming that the system is rigged. So I don't buy that. I'm also very sceptical of the idea that the president is trying 
assertiva of a conference that he can stay on. Because quite frankly, there are two factions in the ANC at the moment, and my very strong sense is that neither faction think that their interests would be served by the president prolonging his stay as ANC president. So I just think the politics suggest that that is not a likely explanation.